game two just ended. Astros seven two. Brutal, brutal game. Uh, just from the start, Max Freed didn't have his stuff early. Was able to find it a little later, but it kind of was too late. Bats weren't doing what they usually do. A lot of pop ups tonight, and the Braves just struggle in a seven two loss. A few errors. Didn't look like Braves baseball. Yeah, definitely didn't look like what we've seen, what we've become accustomed to seeing this postseason. Um, you know, that is something that you get a little worried. Uh, last start for Max against the Dodgers also struggled a little bit. Yeah, tonight you spot him, what was it? We gave him five runs within the first two innings. Yeah. Right? I mean, you don't you don't win. You're not going to beat a good ball club like that. You know, I, I did see I did see a tweet. Uh, it was talking about I I, didn't, I remember uh, <clears throat> during the the last start for free, there was some rumors about him tipping his pitches because he he does this thing with his with his glove like right before he's about to pitch, he's like shaking it like crazy. And apparently, he does that like before it's breaking balls and like when he those fastballs, like he doesn't. Now he did that for the first two minutes, and then he stopped doing it, and then was able to settle in. So if that is the case, I mean, that's yeah, that's you can't be doing that in the bigs, you know. Typically, cheating uh, again. Well, yeah, yeah we, we already knew that was going to be happening. I mean, I also think, too, not only is he tipping pitches, I mean, Freed's strength is Astro's strength, and then Alistair's kind of talked about that a lot, but yeah, this, the, the ballpark is built for them to hit from the inside out, and all their batters do the same shit, and that's what Freed's good at, and his pitches were just not rolling. I mean, nobody was going mm-hmm. for the strikeout on the back of the ankle for a lineup loaded with varieties. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, outside outside the you know the first two innings, you know, he really was able to settle down. He ended only yeah. throwing eighty six pitches, so he'll be he'll be fresh. I mean, I guess what for probably probably game five, dude. I just don't know yeah, that's, what that's... what are what are we gonna do? That's like what sucks about Charlie getting hurt, man. That's you know that's tough. Yeah. Like game four, that like game three is almost must win. Like we gotta yes. win, we gotta win with Ian on the mound because if if we drop game three and then we have to. Kyle Wright did look good, but he did look good in his one inning he pitched tonight. But I just don't know if I'm able to trust him in a World Series Game 4 start. Uh, oh, no, no, no. no. If Kyle Wright's even in the question of starting for us in this series, I'm going to have an issue. Well, who yeah, else? Caleb? I, don't, I think it's going to be it's got to be a bullpen game. It has to be. They're taking the night. They got the night off tonight. They're getting the night off tomorrow. They, it'll have to be a bullpen game. They'll be somewhat fresh to throw another game. Yeah. And then. You know, you come back the next night, maybe throw two or three guys. Hopefully, you get a strong outing from Freed. Hopefully, I try. Um, I think Max. I think Max is going to be locked he'll in. Settle he'll settle in when he's able to, to start in Atlanta. I think he'll be able to settle down. He'll be able to give us. Yeah, he'll be able to yeah. give us some good innings. But him, be, I mean, him being able mm-hmm. to, you know, pitch into the sixth inning tonight, he was was big. It because, was. It yeah, was basically with, no with choice, how that though. started. It was basically no choice, though. We couldn't, like, yeah. right when it was happening, you just knew, like, there's no way we can just use our bullpen. Because, I mean, they were used pretty heavily last night in game one mm-hmm. to turn around, <laughs> which was why it was so big to let them go. Especially, I mean, we had, what, seven hits tonight? But not a lot of situational hitting. I mean, Eddie Rosario, first and zero hit game, probably the postseason. Jock, 0 for 4, 3 Ks, Duvall, same thing. So just, I mean, the bats weren't doing what they needed to do either, necessarily. Um, situationally, at least. Right when we got a little bit of momentum going, I really thought we were going to get something when Solaire had that double. I forget what inning it was. We had a, I mean, we had a runner on second, no mm. outs. We weren't able to get him around after that happened. And then the next half mm. inning, we had two opportunities. I mean, look, dude, Ozzy Albies is on an 11-game postseason hitting streak. 
That's really good. Dude, he messed up two straight double plays, and then that resulted in another run. And you just – yeah, we knew – we. It, we, I never, I never really had a great feeling about this game after the second inning. I was like, okay, yeah, on the road, a really good ball club. We're spotting them. Yeah, it was. Brown's already into it now. Mm, it was five to one, and then and he messes up two straight double plays. I mean, they, those those are inexcusable. I mean, he had a, it was you know a can of corn just throw over to Dansby, and he put you know, almost pulls him off the bag. He's able to get that, you know, get one. And then the next at bat, he just drops the ball, you know, before he goes to second. I mean, he goes to first. I mean, those are things you can't do. I mean, he he's a you know in you know in the discussion for possibly being a Gold Glove candidate. Uh, you can't be doing stuff like that, especially in this stage when all I mean when all the eyes are on you. Defense gets magnified in the playoffs, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of you know bright light. It's good to see Travis hitting. You know, he yeah. was able to get that yes. home run. Yes. He was two for four. That's good. Um, but I mean, outside of Travis, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at the stats right now. Freddie had a hit. Um, Ozzy had a hit. Uh, Riley had a hit. Solaire had a hit. And Dansby had one. Uh, just uh, you know, a lot of one hits around. But like you said, Garrison, we were incapable of stringing together three, four hits in an inning. It just wasn't yeah. wasn't what we're used to. See. Like I, it's like I said when we started. Just the whole it wasn't Braves baseball. I mean, it looked looked nah. like we were back in May. Not a good. I mean, with Freed, you know, sucking. Nobody was hitting when they needed a hit. Looking ahead, three games in Atlanta. Ian on the mound versus who are the Astros going to have in Game Three? Was it Grinky? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's probably, probably Luis Garcia, most likely. Oh, yeah, that's what he's looking probable for Garcia. I uh, did. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Grinky will start a game, to be completely honest with you, unless they have to. Grinky got really rocked against the Red Sox last time he pitched, and he really hasn't been a very go-to guy. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't see see the mound. I mean, maybe, maybe for mm-hmm. one, and I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if he went any longer than – Maybe four innings. I mean, that's that's what's crazy because Grinky just isn't the guy he was, you know, even last no, year. I mean, he was, he, was, he was all right last year. But, I mean, especially like rewinding the clock two, three years ago when Grinky was a beast. That is, I mean, just going back to Charlie, this is why it hurts so bad because that was one of our advantages was starting pitching. We had those three guys yeah. that were – Super reliable that we could go to, and now we got mm. two. That's scary. I, I don't. I don't want to be too much of a Debbie Downer. Got to wake look, up. Here's what we did. I mean, we were we took care of business. We got the split on the road. That's what. That's what you when you're in a playoff series, you go on the road. You just got it. You just got to split. Get get one, lose one. Job was taken care of. We took care of business in Houston. We were going to have to take care of business in Atlanta. The next, here's our next step. We got to get at least two. We got to get at least, at least two in Atlanta. Two. Go back to Houston, just needing to get one. Then we're crowned. But this is, you know, this is the team that's responded to the adversity all year really well. Yeah. Uh, not I having Soroka, not having Acuna. Um, yeah, we <clears> lose <throat> Charlie. That sucks. But we we got here without two Next of our best players. Yeah, exactly. We're Next we're just gonna up. have to keep doing it. Have to keep doing it. At the end of the day, we're an eighty-eight win team, and we're we're here. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's with a lot of tough motherfuckers. That's we 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 just might be those might motherfuckers. Be. You know, they keep on talking about how big those nuts are in the in the bullpen. We're gonna have to sack up still. I still believe. You know, nothing changes. Yeah, and and that's that's a large reason why I still believe it is because of our bullpen is fine. We had a night off. We got the job done. Winning the first game was huge. Oh, we go back home fresh. You know, we got to deal with Charlie being out, and that's that's tough if the series goes back to Houston, honestly. You have three games at home. We haven't lost all at home all postseason. Atlanta's going to be rocking, absolutely mm-hmm. rocking. 
You just got he, he's got a great feeling about it. I don't know. It's just something yeah. about it. Houston is a great lineup, and you knew they were going to hit at some point. Really, like if you look at the box score of this game, it's just you're talking about a bad throw on defense that just gave them a freebie run, and then the floodgates kind of open. It's just a slow start. I mean, think about that. If we were able to keep four run <laughs> in it, if we were just able to keep that, you know, the two get out there being three one instead of five to one, you know, there's. <laughs> It could be a completely different ball game. You know, we're not getting yep. as desperate um, sometimes. That was something I noticed, man. We've said it a couple of times. It just didn't seem like Braves baseball. All postseason, we've been letting the pitchers come to us. We haven't been getting too aggressive, swinging that stuff outside That's the right. outside strike zone. There was just one in particular. You know, I'm you know, not trying to pick on Dansby too bad, but there was – say, and Riley did it too. I mean, there was a slider just completely outside his zone. I mean, about, about, about a foot outside his zone that we're just chasing – that's something that we haven't been doing all postseason, and we can't we can't do that to beat a team like this, you know, with a lo- loaded lineup on mm-hmm. the other side. Got to take advantage of our opportunities. Hot shooter has, foot. Exactly, and Ian's been a, uh, always, and even last year, and especially this year, Ian's been mm-hmm. a really good playoff pitcher, really good. In Game Six, um, he got pulled pretty quickly, but I mean that was just because they needed a pinch hitter. And it worked out. I mean, here Adrianza was able to get a double, and then the next at bat, Rosario hits a three-run bomb, and you know we wouldn't be here without that. So it worked out. But Ian still looked good in Game Six. For I like the matchup with him against Garcia. I do like that. We got three games back in Atlanta. It's not our night. Not our night. If we were, I mean, yeah, if we were able to get two in Houston, I mean, that's that is a tough ask. Um, So we can't be too disappointed. Keep the positive energy up. It's not over yet. Job's not done. Yeah, that's right. And we just got to get back to our playing our baseball. I mean, like two errors in the in the box box score for us. Not something you see a lot from the Braves, right? And on top of that, like you, we hit two less times than the Astros did tonight. And I mean, they just hit when they got they got guys on bases and they cashed in every time, or we cashed them in for them. Just the only difference in this game, really. Yeah, we play. I mean, we had situations where we, you know, the shift was screwing us a few times yes. here and there. I'm, I'm at the point where because the Astros hitters are probably one of the best lineups, if not the best lineup of baseball. I mean, they, they know how to beat that stuff. So that stuff does kind of concern me. We'll see how it goes. I mean, keep the faith. Yeah, in the game of baseball, especially, this is like in all sports, but especially, yeah, I feel like this is just catamount in baseball. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. You know, after we win game one, you know, it wasn't like the series was over. I mean, there's no way you can think that. I mean, just look back to, I think it was 96. We went up two games on the Yankees and then lost in the next four. And the people in New York, I'm sure, weren't too confident after falling two games. Coming back to Atlanta, that's the thing. We went to, we went to New York. And went up 2-0, and then came back home and and dropped you know dropped a three, went back and lost and lost games uh, game six. The game of baseball, the game of baseball is so unpredictable. Yes, it's so pitch to pitch. You know, you just you got to stay even keel, focus on the next matchup. I like Ian. I like Ian more than I like uh, Garcia. I like this matchup. I think we can hit him. Here's the thing: is the Astros have Alvarez as a lefty, but I mean, you look at like the majority of their really good hitters are righty. So I like the righty-righty matchup. Yeah. I think that I think that does play against Freed as a lefty. Like he's thrown to a lot mm-hmm. of really good righties. Traditionally, you look at that matchup: uh, righties hit lefties. Yeah. The, the MLB averages. I mean, this it, it doesn't lie. It's just, it's just facts. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's facts. You, you <laughs> see the ball. You see the ball better. Coming into you. Every time, like if you leave one hanging, it's just it's it's better. The pitch is not going away from you. That's a big thing. Max and I tried to backdoor a bunch of pitches, and I mean, you literally had to frame them. 
Don't get me started on how some of those calls that was made behind home plate. That's baseball. That was some. It is terrible. I'm glad you brought that up because that it, it. They gotta fix this shit, man. Because I mean, I know when we were podding earlier, and I got mad. They called. They called a ball um, on Freddie that they they called it a strike. The whole night. And they and they came him up. That that happened last night. Umpire report from yesterday's game. It was a 1.6 runs in favor of the Astros. Yeah, when you look at it, it was like a. 92 percent accuracy yeah if you're taking a math class and you get a 92 on you're like oh yeah that's great your job is to call balls and strikes okay we need in the pinnacle of it when it is the world series i need at least 99 percent, man i need that and it's paid if you're gonna if you're gonna miss some calls i want to see it on both sides if you're if you're calling if you're calling balls off the plate strikes i need to see it on both sides and that is Two straight nights I haven't been seeing it, and that really pisses me off because yeah, it makes it wonder, man. We're here, yeah. Do, do, We're do, here. They, do they? Is this coming from up above? I mean, I might be getting a little conspiracy oh, theorist yeah, on man. this, the but is, 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 Man, yeah. is Manfred calling some, yeah, calling some, you know, yeah. calling some shots here? Yeah, he, he don't. He doesn't want to get that trade. Yeah. I've been defend, defending Houston and in, in the Great Atlanta all year. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, if you think about it, last year, I mean was the year that Houston was supposed to get put down, man. Like, that was the year that everybody was going to be booing and, you know, throwing stuff at everybody. And then Houston gets bailed out. COVID, they don't have to deal with all of that. That's what I'm really looking for, our Atlanta fans. I want us to give them hell, man, because they deserve it. They're cheaters. They cheated the game. It pisses me off just thinking about it. But, I mean, if if Manfred is, you know, calling down there and he's like, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's help him out a little bit. That's just fucking bullshit. Yeah, he better help us out at home too. Maybe mattress Max slip him a couple bucks. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'd love that. Well, you know, dude. Um, I don't know if y'all follow uh, Book It with Trent on uh, TikTok. You, you see his uh, his stuff? Nope, not on the talk. Yeah, hey, so, yeah. Y'all aren't on talk? No, I'm on the talk, but I'm not really familiar with Book It uh, with well, Trent. He he's pretty funny. Like, I follow me. He's pretty entertaining, but all his bets miss, bro. Uh, it, it is comical of a miss. And before the game, he was like, at this point, I just need to fade myself. He's been high on the Astros, and he took the Astros hat and put a Braves hat on. He's like, Braves money line tonight. And I was like, oh, fuck. The Drake effect almost. Yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah. Game three, four, five this weekend. Heads up. Ready to roll. Ready to fuck them up. Braves in five. Let's get it. I love it. Braves in five, absolutely. Yeah, looking for a big game for me. And yeah, that's all we can ask for now. One game at a time. Hey, did y'all see Kuiper's quarterback rankings come out today for the first time? I've not. Read them off. Oh, they're atrocious, dude. They're crazy. He's got Kenny Pickett as the number one quarterback. Where does he have Malik from Liberty? Four. Is Pickett the guy from Pittsburgh? That's the uh, Pitt quarterback. Yeah, it's a Pitt quarterback. Such, I know everything about college football. Such a, such a guru. Let's get into <laughs> this. Week nine, Pickums, college football, and, and then week eight for the NFL. I had a great week last week. I went seven and three. For my record to now be 37, 27, and 2. 5 0 and 2 locks of the week. Deep shots 0 and 5. I love how you're keeping it consistent. You still have a loss on the the upset, still have one on the deep shots. You're keeping it right there. Mm -hmm. You can count on me for a lock, but do not count on me for the upsets. Jake, (laughs) I went 4 and 6 last week, so now he's 30 and 36. Locks 3 and 3, upsets 2 and 3. Caleb went. 
what was it, Caleb? Like eight and two. Eight and two. He is twenty-four and seventeen. Locks three and three upsets. Uh, two and three. I gotta get on it, dude. I gotta get on my yeah. shit, dude. I keep on sliding, dude. I keep on sliding college football. Like week one, week two, I wasn't terrible, and then I just keep on dropping like one game a week, and I'll drop two this week. I gotta get back. It's all good. I'm winning every single bet this week. Oh, you gotta do I, now. The board this week is juicy. I really like the games that we've got. I really like the lines that we've got. So let's just dive right mm-hmm. into it. College football pickums this week. Obviously, we're gonna have to talk about this game. Two Georgia fans on the pod with a Florida fan. Georgia, Florida, the uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party down there in Jacksonville. We were gonna have a big hoorah down there, but then the Braves made the World Series, yeah. so that's just not gonna happen. Priorities are set. Georgia versus Florida. Georgia minus 14, over under at 51. We'll let the lone Florida guy uh, go first. (laughs) Uh, I'm probably going to pick the same as you. I'm taking Georgia. We have no answer at quarterback right now, and I have no faith in Florida's defense. I mean, we just saw LSU gash us for 350 yards rushing, and that's still fresh on my brain. And we still found a way to get back into that game somehow. However, we are not playing LSU's defense this week. We are playing the best defense college football has seen and probably – I mean, I mean, we can talk about it ever if you'd like, but I mean, in the last three or four years, I can't remember a better one. Uh, give me Georgia minus fourteen. I don't think that Florida just—they just—they're not the same team. Dude. They're not even in, in the same caliber as Georgia. Give me it. Give me the over. I'm with you, dude. Uh, good teams win. Great teams cover. Georgia got to be one of those great teams, right? You got—that's how you determine how great you are. I will say, I, I'm pretty convinced that. Because Dan Mullen hates George as much as he does, and he's going to have a nice little scheme. And if, I mean, Richardson, is he going to be playing? I think. Both both of them are playing. I think both of them are playing. I think it's going to be a big Anthony Richardson week. I think he's going to make, like, he's finally going to come out of the the cover. So I think, I truly do think Florida's going to put up about 20 points. I I think Florida's going to be that team that reached a 20 threshold on us just because of the, the atmosphere of the game one. Also, just, I mean, the offense is going to be good. I mean, eventually Georgia's defense is not going to be able to stop everybody. I think this is obviously the best offense we've taken on all year. With that said, I think Georgia's offense is still going to be able to put up points. Stetson, JT, that's still a debate uh, this week so far. But if JT's playing, uh, we're easily going to put up probably 50. Stetson probably get 37, 40. Um, I, I'm, I'm real confident, like I said, Georgia minus 14. And yeah, the over all day. I think this is like one of the maybe the first game this year where Georgia's getting to the over. No, no, because Van, against Vanderbilt, we hit it by ourselves. But anyway, Georgia minus 14 in the over. Yeah, the, uh, running for the exact same two. Not going to bore you all the same exact things that y'all just said. The only thing I will add on this is it's just I'm so glad the Braves are in the World Series, obviously. But it did kind of like when I moved down to Jacksonville, I was like so excited. All the time I was like, man, Georgia, Florida's going to be my backyard. And then all of a sudden, bang, like everybody I had invited mm-hmm. down here is like, oh, well, I'm going up to Atlanta. It's like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's good, and at the same time, it just kind of did kind of stick. Well, th- those damn Braves. Those yeah, damn yeah. Braves. Big, big, big Stetson game. I'm telling y'all, it's going to be a big Stetson game. Well, also, okay. let's 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 sneak this in here. George Pickens gets cleared on Saturday. Now he's not going to play. He's definitely not going to play this weekend. But he gets cleared to come back on the thirtieth. Big news. That is big news. It's huge news. That is news that I was not aware about. Yeah, I was going to say, thanks, Caleb. Shout out to the Florida yeah, guy. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that today. He's supposed to come. He's supposed to get cleared for his doctor this weekend. Oh, he, dude. We. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Now it's really over. All right. Uh, <laughs> Michigan. Michigan State. This one I've been going back and forth on 
the past three days I've been looking at it. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, Michigan minus four over under at 50. I'll, I'll say this under, I really like the under, really like to lock that in uh, with these offenses that don't do a lot uh, through, through the air, really ground and pound type teams. But the thing about it is, I want to take Michigan, even though I've been a big Michigan State. You know, they've been my lock of the week twice. I like what Mel Tucker's got going on. It's in Michigan State, in East Lansing. They're going to be up, but Michigan State has also looked a little grummy the past few weeks, and it just kind of concerns me. That's why I kind of lean towards Michigan, but I'm going to go with Michigan State. I don't really care who wins. Whoever wins this game is, you know, just one step closer to maybe knocking off Ohio State and keeping that close, but I think think it's going to be a real grummy game, and this could be the game that if Michigan pulls it out, Jim Harbaugh is going to get a lot of praise, which – Again, let's think about early in the year. Who said that Michigan wasn't getting enough credit? That was me. But I think Michigan State plus four, it's going to be real close. Real close, low-scoring game. Uh, don't know which team's going to win, but I think Michigan State can cover plus four either way. So I'm going to go Michigan play Michigan State plus four under 50. I'm going to go a little bit opposite of you. I'm actually going to go Michigan, and I'm going to go the over. I really like what they got brewing over in Michigan, man. I don't know what it is, but I like it. It might just be the sexy helmets. It might be all that. It might be just that I think Harbaugh has finally got his team this year. And after he beats Michigan State, you know, that the Michigan boosters are just going to roll him out like another 15-year extension, keep him up there, and, you know, keep the program going forward. Yeah, but with that said, you know, the Michigan-Michigan State, I, I, I always think this with majority of rivalry games just in general – um, you know, look at the madness that happens almost every single year, it feels like, in this game. I mean, obviously, looking back a couple of years ago with the whole, you know, dropping the dropping the punt, you know, yeah. getting, getting brought back, you know, stuff like that. It just tends to happen in rivalry games. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that does happen again this year. You string a couple of those together and the overs right there. So, yeah, give me Michigan. I just, I just, think, I just, like, I just truly just think Michigan's better team than Michigan State. I mean, I've been wrong a lot in college football this year, so this might, this might be the point right here where I come back. I'm like, what am I thinking? But, uh, Give me Michigan. Run me that over. This is a game, like G said, I've been kind of tossing. I've actually, like, been thinking about this shit. Like, this is the one game on this whole thing that I'm like, okay, this is really either way. That being said, I'm going to take Michigan. I'm going to tell you why. I think Mississippi or Michigan State really allows a lot of passing yards. Maybe a good game for actually a hardball quarterback that's actually played pretty decent form for once. You know, combine that with the fact that you got two running backs in this game that are probably going to be top 10 Heisman candidates this year. They probably won't make it in New York, but these guys are really good players. And I just think at the end of the day, somebody's going to turn the ball over more than the other team. And Michigan's got a really good turnover margin. I think they keep it rolling. They somewhat of a upset on the road. I mean, this is really, really evenly matched game. Two teams playing really good, but give me Michigan, minus four. Over under 50? Oh, shit. Give me the over. I really like that over the more I look at it. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Uh, that game That game is definitely, like, just one of the hardest ones to judge, in my opinion. Yeah. Ole Miss at Auburn. Auburn minus three, over under at 66. Jake, you start. Okay, I'm going to go with Auburn. Hey, this was a tough one. This was the – y'all were talking about the Michigan-Michigan State going back and forth. I've been thinking about this one a little bit because I just go back and forth on Ole Miss a lot. They look de- – I wouldn't say they look good. Some weeks they, they look all right sometimes, and then other times they look like shit. Um, I've been impressed with Bo Nix the last couple of weeks. Ever since that LSU game, I've been like, dude, Bo Nix might be for real this year finally. 
Um, so give me that. I think Auburn definitely has some holes. I love the over in this. I love that over 66. I mean, we, you got two, uh, arguably two of the best offenses in the SEC uh, going against each other. You know that Kiffin's going to have some points on Ole Miss's side. And like I said, I like what Bo Nix has been looking like the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, run me Auburn minus three and uh, give that over. I like it. I think it would be close though. Like I'm, I'm liking Auburn. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a push, but uh, I like Auburn by touchdown. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see a push here either. I, I just trust Ole Miss's offense in this situation. Auburn's played pretty good defensively, but I mean, we're talking about Matt Corral. We're talking about Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's been ripping Auburn's ass for years now. I think he continues to do the same thing. I know they are playing in Auburn at night, which if you've never been to Jordan Hare, that's a pretty tough place to play, and it gets rocking. However. Ole Miss has got a lot more talent on offense. Auburn's offense has been suspect at times this year. Um, it's all about them getting the run game going. I think they will score, and I'm with Jake. I love the over. Give me the over and give me Ole Miss. That is one thing that you just said that scares me a little bit about Auburn's offense. It lives and dies through Bo Nix. Like if Bo Nix is on, it's pretty yep. solid. If Bo Nix isn't, then it's just it's dead. Um, so that yep. that is definitely scary. I'm rolling with Ole Miss because one you just said. I'm I've never been a believer in Bo Nix. Uh, two, I've also been on record saying I think Ole Miss is going to run the table um, and go 11-1, and one, so I'm sticking with that. I think Ole Miss – I love the over as well. This was like when I looked at everything on Monday, like this – that was the first one. I was like, yep, that one. The, uh, that's my favorite over of the week. My dad even sent me – he likes to start sending me his locks of the week because uh, I guess he listens to the pod, and he said my lock of the week was Auburn Ole Miss over 66. So I'm with what up, it. Chris? Yeah, uh, Matt Corral, Ole Miss, truly think they are probably the third best team in the SEC. Um, I think they're going to keep it rolling. Auburn, it will be toughy. So at Jordan-Hare, it's going to be electric, but I think Ole Miss is going to pull this one out and the over 66. All love the over. Love, 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 love the over. Penn State at Ohio State. Ohio State minus 18.5, over under at 60. Look, um, this this one, it was really like, damn, that's kind of disrespectful to Penn State, if you ask me. Just if you <clears> ask me, I thought that was a little insane to say Ohio State is in a game that means so – now, to be fair, yes, Penn State lost to Iowa, who didn't lost to Purdue, so it doesn't look that great. Then they went and had that nine-overtime loss against Illinois, not looking great either. This is a huge rivalry game. Like, There's no way Penn State does not get up for this game. There is no way that Penn State is going to flop against Ohio State in the horseshoe. I mean, they've way too much pride is running in this game. This is my lock of the week. This is my lock of the week. And if you know about my locks of the week, I can't be stopped. Penn State plus 18 and a half is the lock of the week. Picking Penn State plus 18 and a half and the over of 60. Look, man, just look at how Ohio State's responded ever since they lost to Oregon. They have been crushing their opponents. They have been stepping on throats and busting skulls, man. Oh, it was Ohio State team. So Ohio State team started slow that first week against Minnesota. Well, it was really close. They only won by one. And then 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 lost to Oregon. But since then they have been dominant. They have been dominant. So I think that carries over, man. I mean, like Penn State's looked a little sussy uh, this year. As they say, they they're hit or miss, man. That offense is hit. It'll, it'll look good, and then you'll have games where it looks terrible. They're turning the ball over, and for that reason, it's in the horseshoe. You talk about they're going to be up for it. I guarantee you, another team that's going to be up. It's going to be Ohio State. Ohio State's going to be crazy. And you know what, Garrison? I'm gonna do it. 
My no. lock of the week, uh-uh. Ohio State minus no, 18 and a half. Man. And uh, run me that under. Run me that under. I like the under. I don't think there'll be as many. Unbelievable. Yeah. I hate this. I hate both these defenses. Yeah, literally. Do it. All I right. Like it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play tiebreaker vote right here, and I'm gonna go with Penn State. 18 and a half points is disrespectful. I completely agree. <laughs> that is so many points. That yeah, is a dude. lot of points. <clears throat> and we're talking about. I mean, a team that is. They took a pretty tough loss, Illinois, last week. Gave up a lot of rushing yards. A team that lost to Iowa after they lost their quarterback. Okay. They've taken their lumps. Ohio State took a big one this earlier this year at home. I don't think they're going to lose at home. However, 18.5 points is just too much for me to even toy with. Jake, you talk about they've been road grading people. Yeah, they've, been, they've played Akron, Tulsa, Rutgers, Maryland, and Indiana since they got beat. So I, I feel completely <laughs> fine taken Penn Valid State points. plus 18 and a half. Love and it. I'm not I'm not gonna take the over under. I'm not gonna take it. I think it's gonna be really close to 60. That's a valid point, Caleb. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. That's a valid point, but it is still my point. It's a great valid point. Also, when you think about Penn State, I just thought about this. Penn State sliding two in a row. You know who also is sliding two in a row? Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Mm, but they beat Alabama. Just putting that out there. All right, let's get y'all's locks of the week. Uh me and Jake already have ours. Penn State and Ohio State locks of the week. Caleb, let's get your lock of the weekend. My lock of the week is Notre Dame minus three and a half at uh, uh, North Carolina coming to Notre Dame. I don't understand how that line's that small. North Carolina's not that great of a team. Sam Howell's a great quarterback. However, they have nobody around him. Three and a half points for a pretty decent Notre Dame team at home. Night game, NBC. I like my chances. Give me Notre Dame minus three and a half. Upsets of the week. Who wants to go first? I do not want to go first. Here's the thing about these upsets. Okay, so like, for example, I was – a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Wisconsin. All right, mm-hmm. so is that really an upset? You know yep. what I mean? Like, this is against the line, but they're ranked number nine and somebody else is unranked. I find that – I don't know. That's just weird. I mean, if you feel weird, you, don't, you can stay away if you feel weird. I'll take that <laughs> as my upset. Fuck it. <laughs> give, me, give me that one. I like that. I like that. They're giving me three-and-a-half points, man. Hey, come on. Yeah, run that. That's, like a, that's probably like a, <laughs> a, a plus 130. They got to win. They got to win. They got to win. Yeah, yeah that's, what gotta... that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's still weird. Let's see what the money line is. It is, yeah, plus 145 for uh, for a juggernaut in Iowa against a team that just is still yet to get their identity in Wisconsin. We are seven weeks. Hey. We have gone through seven weeks in the season with Wisconsin, and they're four and three. Graham Mertz still looks like he's – they be produced. Yeah, but I mean, not not at the expense of Graham Mertz. It's not like he was going out there balling out, like putting the team on his back. Okay, He's still two and seven. <laughs> <laughs> I got my upset of the week. All right, go ahead. I'm gonna take. I think Texas responds to all these losses they've been good. taking. They're gonna beat Baylor. That's a good. They're one. gonna beat Baylor. That was going to be mine, but since you took it, I am going to run with this one. Florida State plus two eighty. Over Clemson this week. Wow. 330 game in Clemson. Clemson is struggling. I'm just, you know, fuck Clemson at this point. I'm so off that train. So <laughs> well, I'm going to take Florida State plus 280. Now, fair warning to everybody check the records before you make your picks with us. All right. Just mm-hmm. saying, check, check that top yep. right corner on what I do versus what I don't do. Just letting you know. Might so, be a smart choice. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I'm going to get sounds super like a great ballsy. Pick. I'm gonna throw together a little a little sneaky parlay of our three upsets because I kind of like all three of them. <laughs> Sticks, to be honest with you. All right, the deep shot parlay of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deep shot parlay. Wow. Yeah. 
which I totally forgot to call it that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> next week, we'll be a little bit more primed next week, our yeah. third week of calling it the deep shot. We'll <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's head into the NFL. <laughs> Packers, Cardinals, Thursday night football. Devontae Adams is out or on the COVID list. Yeah. So he is not there. Cardinals minus six and a half, over under at 50. I think the Cardinals are still going to win. I think I would like to. Well, actually, I would like the Packers to win, but I think the Cardinals are still going to win. But I think six and a half is a little too much for a Aaron Rodgers-led team that's still going to. I still has plenty of weapons other than Devontae Adams. I mean, don't sleep on Randall Cobb being back, Lazard, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. You know, they've got the whole thing. Um, so I'm going to go Packers plus six and a half and run me the over. Just two good of offenses for 50 points. I mean, tw- that's 28-24. I yeah. mean, that could definitely happen. So give me the mm-hmm. uh, Packers plus six and a half in the over. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell both of those. I like both of them. I would honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Packers win. Um, this is just gonna be such a good look um, of a game because uh, you know I, there's been so many good Packers Cardinals game. Just looking back to a couple years ago when uh, Aaron Rodgers had that crazy hail mary um, to uh, I can't think of his name. It was like the only it was like one of the few game, good games uh, he had in his uh, career. Uh, oh man. Wait, Jonas or something like Janice? Yeah, yeah. Um, Janice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a beast, man. Um, that was a great game. You had that Larry Fitz, iconic, like uh, Carson Palmer's one of his last good moments. A little shovel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, give me give me the pack. Give me the Packers. Uh, give, me, give me them plus six and a half. I'm going to probably sprinkle them money line and also give me that over. It's just too good, too, too good of offenses. I mean, both of these teams live and die by their offense. Card, I know the Cardinals defense has looked a little bit better this year, but. Um, yeah, I like both of those offenses. Maybe fucking better. Huh? Maybe we're just fucking better. Y'all see that? Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe they're just fucking better. better. I think Arizona are those motherfuckers. Um, I'm going to take them. And, I mean, okay, first of all, rare good Thursday night game, first of all. This is a hell of a Thursday night game. Yeah, thank Only you. Only one loss between these two teams. Yeah, no shit. Thanks for not showing us Colts at Jaguars on Thursday night. I'm tired <laughs> of seeing that game. I do like Arizona right here. I think they are good touchdown win is fine by me. Kyler Murray is going to show the world on national television that he is probably your MVP front runner. I think that is definitely going to be the case. Um, and you're talking about a quarterback and receiver duo in both sides. You got Murray with D hop and then you got Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. One of them is missing their sidekick. The green Bay is usually not good when Devontae Adams is not playing. So I'm going to take Arizona and give me the over. Just like Garrison said, there's no way one of these teams does not score 30 and the other one doesn't score 20. I mean, that's just yeah. honest. Okay, Panthers at Falcons. Falcons minus three over under 46. We're rolling. I don't care what anybody yeah, says. Dude, I'm We're one win away from a streak. You win two in a row, you win back to back. You win three, it's a streak. We and, should be four and two. And the, and the Panthers are reeling. Bench Sam Darnold playing XFL mm-hmm. quarterbacks, not looking hot. It's not like they're going to have McCaffrey. Um, nothing going for their offense. Scoring three points against the Giants. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Falcons, the offense has found the rhythm. Now, we've talked about it. Calvin really needs to start catching some balls. Be a little nice. But Russell Gage is doing his thing. He's back in the offense. And Kyle Pitts, monster. Finally. It's crazy what happens when you use your number four overall pick, right? Wild. Falcons minus three could be the lock of the week. Just saying. Over under 46. Give me the over. Uh, Falcons game, there's definitely going to be points. I, I, I'll just repeat the points you said right there, man. The last three weeks, I saw a stat the other day. Matt Ryan has been yeah. one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Picked him up on fantasy this week. He's going to be my quarterback um, since Lamar's on a bye. Um, I'm buying in on Matty Ice. A lot of people wanted to sell on him. A lot of people say that he was the issue. 
Never really bought that noise. I think we see another good week. Oh, another good week. If looking back to last week, Kyle Pitts just had his second straight hundred yard game. That is the first time in NFL history that a rookie tight end has had back to back hundred yard games. Just to put that in perspective, look at all the crazy uh, tight end prospects that have come through the NFL. First time ever. First time ever. That's crazy. He is without one a question. Of, he's elite. He's, he's one of, he he is on. one of one. He is one yeah. of one, man. And it's mm-hmm. you know, you just think I know all year I've been saying, dude, man, Kyle Pitts in three years, three, five years, he's gonna be crazy. I still think that's mm-hmm. true, but dude, Kyle Pitts right now is crazy. And honestly, dude, this team is not bad. I know yeah. our offense are, I mean, not offense, our defense does still have a little bit of holes, but that's just Atlanta Falcons football. I mean, we're always gonna have some holes on defense. Um, but if they can, dude, if Dean Pease, I mean, late in the season can like start putting together a team like on defense, we might be a sneaky wild card. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't put it past us. I really wouldn't. I mean, I, that might, that's probably going to be depressing. We did beat the uh, Dolphins by one. Um, <clears throat> but what was it about? I thought it was about one. It's two, 30 28. Didn't cover on this show, but covered on Sunday because of the player got to minus one and a half. I <laughs> love that. Um, but yeah, dude, yeah, definitely give me, definitely give me the Falcons this week. The Panthers look awful the last couple of weeks. Um, give me them, and um, I'll take the over as well. Uh, uh yeah, the over is really the thing they this week. Like last week too, that was awesome. <laughs> they, they, I got a winning record on it too. With my <laughs> Pretty sure I went three and two on overs. I'm with y'all. Give me the Falcons. Falcons are rolling. I, I'm still on the train. They're gonna be five and three. At some point, they're going to get there. Matt Ryan, just like Jake said, we talked about this on the pod on when we did earlier this week when we released that one. Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in the NFL, according to PFF, last five weeks or last three weeks of the season. I think he continues to let it roll. He's got to play at a high level for this team to win any football games. Mm-hmm. Panthers are reeling. You talk about Kyle Pitts, the guy that we were in earlier this season, where it's just like, you know, he's got he's to come along, he's got to come along, he's got to come along. I think he's finally came along. Just like the rest of those rookies that are, we always talked about, when are they going to show up? He's shown up. He's showing out. I think he continues to do the same, too. Maybe a 300-yard game. He's a matchup problem. Give me the yeah, Falcons. Really minus three. I think that's an easy also, pick. Also, another thing, talking about the Falcons, that offensive line has really come along the last couple of weeks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was like one of the biggest issues was, uh, I mean, we were flaming that offensive line after the two weeks into the season when we were started 0-2. They look like a formidable group up there now. That's Matt that's. Ryan has time to throw. And that's what the key is, man. Matt Ryan's looked so good these last couple of weeks because he's been able to – he's not been running for his life. I mean, when's the last time we saw that? Garrison, when's the last time we saw that? Super Bowl. Yes. We're going back. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the you Braves are going to win the World Series. George is going to win the and the Falcons going to win the Super Bowl. This is crazy. Uh, oh, uh, man. They beat the Dolphins by two, and then you, you see them beat the Jets, and you think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Dude, it's, it's, yes. it's all about just winning in this league. It's all yeah. about just winning in this league. There's, you, don't, there's no you. Rankings. You, don't, you don't have a number by your name. You just kind of win. Yeah, you don't win. The season doesn't if go you, by aggregate. If you went by how shitty your wins were, the Braves would not be here. Yeah. Steelers at Browns. Yeah. Browns minus three and a half, over under at 43. Give me the Steelers. Are the Browns healthy? Yeah, I know. I just, I, now, I will say I defended the Browns last week. I was right for that Thursday night game. But I think the Steelers have found an identity kind of in the last few weeks. They're way too well coached. I think the Browns, they seem wishy-washy. Uh, yeah, we don't know how healthy they are. Nick Chubb is back, but I don't know. So I'm not going to – I think the Steelers are good enough to at least cover plus three and a half to uh, give me the under of 43. This is a tough one, man. I don't love either one of these teams. 
I think I'm gonna go with the Steelers. Uh, I, I think I think I like them a little bit more in this game, and it just gave me the plus points. You know, that's just been the, I was I was thinking about it today. I was actually talking to my coworker. The NFL has been so close this year. Like all the, there's been so many close games. Outside, I mean, Week Seven was really ugly. I mean, that was a terrible week. Really, just at the end of the day, if you're stuck between two teams in the NFL and you just take the points this year, it has been a really formidable strategy because there's been so many close games. So I'm just gonna stick with that. Game to Steelers plus points. 43 seems a little low. Dude, I got to take an under. I got to take an under. I won't take this one, though. Give me the over. That's three, um, three straight overs. <laughs> I'm looking at the Browns injury report. They have nine guys on the injury reserve, and they got 15 guys that are nicked up somehow or another. I mean, you're talking about Nick Chubb, barely practiced. Baker Mayfield is probably not going to go this week once again. Odell Beckham didn't really go too much. Denzel Ward, Davion Clowney, Jarvis Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones didn't practice this today. Give me the Steelers. I think, like you said, this is a really good coach team. I know it's in Cleveland. However, Steelers, just, they do not play under 500 ball. They never have ever since Mike Tomlin's been there. And this is a game they got to win. And the Browns are beat up. That's just point blank period. I think it's hard to win whenever you got half of your starting 53-man roster at the beginning of this year out. So give me the Browns. 43 I'm not playing that because these are really two bad offenses. If you really want me to be honest with you, like right now they're bad. Both of them are. Cleveland is a skeleton of themselves, and Pittsburgh has a couch potato playing quarterback. So I also think this is a rare example of when um, home field just kind of gets tossed out the window because with a game, Steelers and the Browns, you know that big rivalry. They're gonna they're gonna be traveling really well. The Steelers fans, the Steelers Mm -hmm. faithful is gonna be there. You're definitely going to see some towels in the stands. Titans mm-hmm. at Colts. Colts minus one over under at 51. I said this, I guess, our last show. The Titans, you know, they pulled out that big win against the Chiefs. This is the week they plummet down. You know, like, remember when they lost to the Jets? I think they'll do it again. Colts are kind of run pretty good as of late. What, two, three straight wins? Three straight wins now? I think they're four and four. No, two. I think it's three. Two straight wins. Here. Two straight wins, and they should have beat the Ravens. That's what it is. Two straight wins should be the Ravens. Uh, so I like the Colts right here at home, too. They have finally figured it out. Run through Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz can figure it out after that. Give me the under 51. Well, you know, these teams did play like just about a month ago, and the Titans did beat them by nine. I don't think too much has changed. If anything's changed, uh, the Titans have just gotten better. I think they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. Nobody can stop Henry. AJ Brown has gotten gotten rolling. They still have Julio. Julio had that good game in week two. Still hasn't really gotten to be Julio Jones as we know him and love him. Loved him. God, that makes me sad. So if you're going to give me a point, I'll take the Titans. I, th- I, I think they sneaky might be the best team in the AFC, how they've been looking the last couple of weeks. Don't hold me to that, but they are starting to, they're just starting to take form, man. And once that offense has so talent on it that you just think once it all gets together, they get a lot of chemistry as a unit, it's going to be really hard to stop. Uh, that defense could be a problem, though. Give me the Titans plus one, and I'll take the under 51. I think it's going to be low score, and I think it's going to be a lot of ground and pound in this one. I'm going to take the Colts here. I, I'm kind of with Gene. We talked about this on the pod the other day, that the Titans beat teams they shouldn't, and they lose teams that they shouldn't. And no disrespect to Indianapolis, but it's not that they shouldn't beat them. It's just like we know Tennessee is definitely the better team. The only reason why I'm picking the Colts here is because, first of all, they're playing at home in a dome where Carson Wentz doesn't have to deal with shitty weather, and they scored 30 in a freaking monsoon last week. All right? And – I don't see much differences between Tennessee's defense and San Fran's defense. I think Carson Wentz has a hell of a game. 
this week. Tennessee has been susceptible to the pass this year. I mean, they're averaging almost 300 yards a game that they're giving up in the pass game. So give me the Colts, uh, minus one. I'm going to take over. I think that's kind of a low low thing. I, I still think Derrick Henry's going to get his. He'll probably have two tuds. Ryan Tannehill has played underwhelmingly this year, but uh, give me the Colts. Pats at Chargers. Chargers minus six, over under at 49. I'm going to take – I'm just going to keep it simple. Six points is way too much against the Patriots. the way they've been playing. They're playing yeah. a lot of close games. The Chargers are coming off a of bye week, so they'll be rested. But, I mean, come on, six points against the Pats. I don't know if the Pats will win. They'll probably lose another close game. But give me the Patriots uh, plus six and the – over a 49. I'm also going to take the Pats. I really, dude, I, I really like Mac Jones. Like, I know I said that. You know, the last time we saw, this is one thing to, to add. I think I'm about to change to the Chargers. The Chargers are coming off a bye. That kind of changes what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Again, I really, I do like, I do like Mac Jones, what I've been seeing out of him. But I just think at the end of the day, the Chargers are just a little bit better right now. Yeah, that's about it. That's all I'm really going to put into that one. Uh, I like, I like the Chargers and uh, give me the under. This this is tough for me right here because New England's played really well here as of recent. I mean, you're talking about they played Dallas pretty close and they blew out New York last week. Six points is a lot against New England. I mean, it just is. The only reason I'm going to take the Chargers, though, and I'm going to tell you why. I think this is a New England team that's having to go all the way to the West Coast, play a team that just came off a bye week and got their ass whooped last time they were out on the field. They're not going to let that shit happen again. They're going to come out and respond. Give me the Chargers. It's a proven game for the Chargers. Last time we saw them, a lot of people thought they could play the Ravens tough. They thought that was going to be a really big matchup. And they got their asses handed to them. This is going to be a prove game. They're going to want to show that they're an actually good team. And they're supposed to be on another level than the Patriots. Should be. Game we talked about. Cowboys at Vikings. Cowboys minus one and a half over under at 55. Sunday night football in Minnesota. The Vikings have been playing pretty well as of late. Um, but I think it's just really hard to pay, bet against the Cowboys right now. I mean, that, yep. as crazy as that sounds, I, I'm going to roll with the boys. I mean, they, I truly think, you know, this offense is going to put up at least another 30 points. The Vikings defense hasn't played great this year. Um, Kirk Cousins and all them, they probably keep it close, but within a point, <clears throat> I think so. Plus, the Vikings have found ways to lose games. The, when you realistically think about it, they should probably be like, Five and one, six and one, but they find ways to lose games, and they'll do that here. I think the Cowboys will just put up too many points. I'm going to go Cowboys uh, minus one and a half, and the over unders at 55 go to over. I'll give you two really good reasons why the Cowboys win and the Cowboys cover. The first reason is Dak Prescott. He has looked incredible. Um, you could also throw, I mean, Zeke has looked really good this year, too. The second reason, Kirk Cousins on primetime. I cannot, with a clear conscience, bet on Kirk Cousins while he's playing at primetime because Ed has been a complete shit show. And the Cowboys, look, the Cowboys the last couple of years, it's never been an issue with their offense. Their offense has been solid. Their defense looks ridiculous this year. It looks really good. You got Trevon Diggs still hasn't gone a game without an interception. Ridiculous. So, yeah, get, run, me, run me the Cowboys. And um, I'm also going to – I'll take the over on that one. I'll take the over. I've gone two straight unders. I can't do that a third time. Give me the over. I'm going to take the Cowboys as well because I think they're just going to flat out outscore Minnesota, but I think it will be a good offensive game for both teams. Give me the over. We're talking about Cowboys coming off a bye week. Dak's got another week to get healthy with his calf, even though he did strain his calf that last play right before uh, they beat New England. I still like what Dallas is doing offense. It's tough to beat a good team off a bye week, and they've looked good this year. I mean, they're averaging in their last four games 39 points a game. Like, that's 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 an incredible tear in the NFL. Don't think this is much different of a – what just happened? That's a fucking ball, man. Oh, what a oh, – Dude, what, a, what is this on, dude? Yeah, that was a ball. What is that call? 
for for those listening, the Braves game is on, and we're kind of multitasking right now. Anyways, Dallas minus one and a half over fifty five. Dak, uh, Dalvin Cook's back this week. Maybe gives Minnesota a little bit of boost. But I like I said, I can't like G said, can't bet against Dallas right now. They look good. It's the fucking World Series. This is ridiculous. Yep. All right. All right. That is the pickums.